0: Welcome to St. Tim of Oz, I'm Zephyr, and with me I have...
1: Omega is my name. I don't know why that came out weird.
0: Great, cool, me and Omega, here we are. Yep, still I'm here. I'm tired.
1: You look tired, Great. in a good way. Aww. I don't know how that... Never mind. I'll anyway. take it as a
0: compliment. I Okay, so today I decided to wear a skirt. Uh, not my smartest choice, but here we are. Um, and surprisingly, I'm not as cold as I expected it to be. But it definitely feels weird. Looks good, though. Thanks. Um, I'm one of those people that wears really obnoxious loud colors. <laughs> so You
1: have bright green pants.
0: I do have bright green pants. They look <laughs> great, though.
1: Did you find the eraser in the cuffs? I did. I completely forgot about Motherfucker. it. Motherfucker. I, I got home last night. <laughs>
0: yeah, I absolutely <laughs> found them. Uh, Omega put an elephant eraser that was gifted to me by a family member into the cuff of my... So I'm very small. Uh, I'm a very short, short person. Uh, Four foot ten on a good day. And uh, let's not talk about bad days. I have to roll up my pants all the time. I have to roll them up to get them to fit my height. And... Omega thought it would be funny to put my no, elephant no, eraser. No no,
1: no, 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 Zapper. It was funny.
0: To, okay. <laughs> I, I was laying down on. Oh, I was laying down on a beanbag. At the house. Um, on the floor. Uh, enjoying my life, watching behind her eyes. Uh, not to promote a TV show, but I was watching that show. Sketchy as fuck is it it's so sketch
1: i don't know anything about it
0: uh it's about like souls and like switching bodies it's really confusing until you get to the end
1: that sounds terrifying
0: yeah it's wackadoodle uh pretty good though uh a little creepy but like i liked it and um so i was watching that and i i I was sitting down and i felt this fucking thing against my ankle. I was like, <laughs> what is this? I tried to like shift on the beanbag, but it just got worse. I was like, what the hell? Got off the beanbag, felt the bean bag, sat back down, stout, kept <laughs> feeling it. And, I, and so then I checked my pants. I was like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be my socks or something. Nope. It was in the cuff and it was a tiny elephant eraser hole.
1: It was funny because I put it in there while we were, uh, we were hanging out and, I was like all right i gotta remember to pull that out at some point because it's funny to mess with her but like whatever um and then the rest of the guys showed up and we started doing other things and it wasn't until i got home and laid down in bed like six hours later that i was like oh i never pulled that out Mm -hmm. that's that's still in her cuff Mm -hmm. whoops
0: yeah so that was that was my night i was also up all night I'm usually really good about being a grandma and going to sleep very early but I was up all you haven't been been night I know I've been I've been a total 20 year old and just been pulling all nighters ref- left and right like a like a pecking youngster which <laughs> you almost choked on your water <laughs>
1: don't make me spit the laptop is in front of me
0: sorry <laughs> um yeah I was uh, wow Whack a doodle. Yeah, I I woke
1: up to come get you for recording today. And I woke up at nine. Mm -hmm. I looked at my phone and it said there was a text from you that was like, I'm finally going to bed one hour ago. (laughs) I was like, oh dear God. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Going to bed. I'll see you at 10, uh, unless you decide not to show up. Okay, bye. (laughs) And then I.
1: Hence why we got coffee.
0: Yep. uh, (laughs) I woke up. So I woke up 5 minutes before you came and texted you and was just like, "Are you actually on your way? Cuz if you're not, I'm just going to go catch some extra snoozers real quick." And you were you were like, "Oh, actually, I'm I'm, I'm here.
1: I just got here."
0: It's like, "Oh, okay. Cool. Be ready in 10. And not to uh not to uh brag. Brag, but I do not fall under the female stereotype of taking 3 hours to get ready. My ass was out of the door exactly 10 minutes later. Exactly 10 minutes. 1005 I walked downstairs. 1005.
1: It was like 07, but Oh. Pff. <laughs> but
0: gosh, i <I've, laughs> 10 minutes.
1: I don't know. And, and you you really did take a lot uh less time than I thought you would.
0: Yeah, and I I'm, I'm fully dressed, my hair is done. you were
1: like I'm going to get ready and I was like, "Cool, I'm going to take a nap." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got my, got full, full, full outfit, hair's done. I look great. Fucking, I was awake and ready in the car.
1: You were more awake than I was. I dropped my coffee today.
0: I know. My shoes
1: smell like a gingerbread house. Yikes.
0: I mean, at least they smell good.
1: That's true. They probably smell a lot better now than they did previously. So.
0: Yeah. I, I'm really good about being awake when I have to wake up. Yeah, i'm really good at that
1: i'm constantly like drowsy like panic awake <clears throat> even when i'm even when i've been awake for like two or three hours and i've had enough time to like get enough energy to actually just start doing stuff mm-hmm. i'm still drowsy all day i just am I perpetually that. tired it's one of the reasons why my speech is so uh laid back it's kind of just
0: always tired and, and soothing and calm um okay Today's topic, what is today's topic again?
1: We were going to talk about magic.
0: Right, magic. For uh, First, we were going to talk about the play styles or quote-unquote, uh, what? Etiquette. Etiquette, thank you. Yep. Etiquette for Magic the Gathering. And also, we were going to uh, talk about the gap between experienced and new players because that gap is real, people, and it is harmful, in my opinion. As or it well can be. as
1: I would say, uh, there's also a little gap between casual and hardcore players.
0: Yeah, Cas- casual and tournament. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with etiquette. Um, I, I'm going to start off the bat. Go for it. With anything and everything we say in this podcast. Is based off of personal experience alone, right? Yes. We are not the judge and the jury. For. For etiquette, right? I'm not allowed to execute people. No, sorry.
1: Why am I here?
0: <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. No, you don't. I don't. That shit was actually funny. Um. <laughs> no. We are not. We are not the end all, be all. Um, we are not wizards of the coast. We d- we we are just talking out of personal experience and what we do, right? Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, you may not do it that way. And if you don't, drop a comment. Talk to us. Join the Discord. Let us know what you do, because I would actually really be interested in learning what other people do.
1: Yeah, it's I, always nice to hear other opinions and other experiences styles, yeah.
0: yeah styles experiences um, but just for for the sake of this particular episode we're going to talk as if it's fact uh, but please be aware it's not fact it's just what we do mm-hmm. um, and what we do is not universal I'm not saying it's tournament rules I'm not saying that everyone should do it I'm just saying it's what we do right great cool
1: even in our local group things change based on who's there and who's Absolutely. not. So it's, it's, it all comes down to personal and the group that you were with's preference.
0: Right. So um, for those of you who are unaware, Magic the Gathering is a card-based game where two players uh, use decks to, quote-unquote, combat one another. You have a life total, and the game ends when either a win condition is met uh, or when one of the players hits zero health. Um, so for some of the etiquettes that I follow, uh, right off the bat is each player at the very, very beginning rolls a 1d20. Whoever has the highest number goes first. I also sometimes, based off of who I'm playing with, if I'm playing with an experienced player, the youngest player will go first. Um, Omega?
1: uh, One of the things that we do... At the group is uh, the dice that is rolled
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is variable. It's basically whoever grabs the dice first. That's what we're using.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there is, there has been lately a little bit of contention, not much, in the difference versus a random d20 and a spin-down d20. Um, oh, again, right. for those of you not familiar with it, uh, when you buy a box of magic cards, uh, when you buy like a, a boxed set, mm-hmm. uh, they almost always come with a d- 20-sided dice.
0: Yes, but it's in um, chronological order. Yeah,
1: so if you put it face up when it has the 20 on the top, mm-hmm. then you can literally spin it one step at a time down all the numbers, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, so on and so forth. Right. Um, a random d20 is not like that. A random d20, each side equals 21, or the uh, mm, the sum of the top and bottom whenever it lands will always equal 21, um, but it's in a random order. No two d20s are exactly the same. Well, that's probably not true. There's only so many you can do. Right. Right. Um,
0: your point is made. But yeah,
1: the, they're all over the place. Your, your 20 might be right next to your 4. But it's not the case with every die. So uh, there's been a bit of contention lately between using spin downs versus de- uh, randomized. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, it's whoever grabs the first dice uh, rolls it. Some people like rolling 2d6s. Uh, some people like d12s. Some people do d20s. Um, it really just... Whoever rolls the first one, everyone else at the table is like, wait, what'd you roll? Okay, I'll roll that too. Yeah, it's um, fair. And then it we... We still do uh, highest takes first, and then it moves on. Because we we play uh, usually four to six people at a table.
0: Yeah. at Yeah. Um, so the next the next etiquette that uh, we do peti- uh, specifically is the one who rolls the highest is the one who decides who goes first. So the one that ho- rolls the highest may not want to go first because uh, in in these particular games. Uh, the first person who plays does not get their draw step when they are first playing which means the second person who goes gets their draw step um, in the first round I mean specifically mm-hmm. so um, the person who rolls the highest can decide do I want to play a land first and have that extra land or do I want to have that extra draw mm-hmm. um, and, I mean, it really depends on your play style and the deck that you have. But and your first hand. And your first hand, absolutely. Um, but usually the one who rolls the highest is the one who goes first.
1: Yeah, at this point with our group, it's basically assumed that if you rolled the highest, you're going first. No mm-hmm. one really defers that for the most part. No one really passes it along. I've um, d-
0: I've done it once or twice.
1: No. Yeah, but generally we just let it. Mm-hmm. We just count it, so. Um,
0: let's see. So once once we figure out who's going first and we start playing, um, so there are two etiquette styles that I have personally seen, which is the the tapped on play and the the summon summoning sickness on play. Right. Mm-hmm. So anything that you play, if it's a creature that is, uh, any creature that you play has summoning sickness. And I have noticed that some people, when they play a creature that has Summoning Sickness, they will tap that creature on play.
1: Which means turning it on its side so everyone knows that it cannot be used this turn.
0: Correct. Um, I don't do that. When me and the people that I play with, normally when we play a creature that has Summoning Sickness, we just lay it out. Mm-hmm. And we know that creature has Summoning Sickness because it's only one round. And tapping it, um, as far as I have been, been taught to play means that you're activating it mm-hmm. you're using it in some way um so while i don't personally agree with the tap on play i do understand why people do it it makes sense to me
1: we do something similar uh most of or at least most of us don't tap on play mm-hmm. um simply because a lot of the people we play with have artifacts right um and artifacts are not subject to summoning sickness therefore you can play them and activate them in the same turn mm-hmm. so if you play and tap it you're using it so uh, yeah, that's that's another one. I've I've never actually seen tap on play. Um, I've only seen people uh, play it normally, and just everyone at the table remembering that that has summoning sickness.
0: One of the people in our Magic the Gathering community really? uses tap on play, oh, I didn't know that. Um, and I was I think I accidentally force them out of that habit, which I kind of feel guilty about, because I was really confused when I saw them doing it. I yeah. was like, what are you doing? You
1: use that ability.
0: And then they, yeah. they were like, oh, no, 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 I'm not using it. It's tapped. And I was like, that's so interesting. I have never seen someone yeah. do that before. Okay, I get it. Now that you've told me, I understand that. I'm not going to do that. Is that okay with you? Yeah, 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 that's fine. I do that for me. Mm. Okay, perfect. And then we just continue playing. I haven't played with this person since, so I don't know if they still use that method. But when I was playing with them, they did a tap on play, and it was really jarring the first time well, I saw. Well, since
1: we're trying to avoid using names, I don't know who you're talking about. But if they've been coming back, I haven't. Um, I haven't seen that person. If if I've been playing with them, then uh, they haven't been doing it. But he, if if it's who I think you're talking about, they haven't been around in a while.
0: Yeah. Um, I only played two games with that person, and both times they used uh, tap on play, and it was really jarring. Um, but the second time, it was fine. Um, the next etiquette rule that I follow, and I enforce in every game that I play, and I do mean enforce, as in I will not play with somebody who does not follow this rule. She's mean. Unless they're brand new, if they're brand new and it's they've only be, ooh sorry hiccup they've only been playing for like a month or two, then I'll let it slide. But otherwise, I play with the rule that you have to untap before you draw. You have to. If you do not untap before you draw, you do not get to use whatever is tapped. Mm. I enforce that because that's how I was taught how to play. Mm. Um, and I do believe that's actually a tournament rule.
1: It is. It's in ter- tournament play, it is uh, upheld. Um, generally, when we're playing, we treat it a lot more casually. Because we know it's not tournament, mm-hmm. uh, so if you start to draw but don't actively start your turn, right, then you can still kind of fiddle with it. Um, but we also use uh, takesy backsy counters. What? You no. Don't, you don't know what those are?
0: No. Tell me what those are. Uh,
1: so they're when you uh, mess up a play, uh uh-huh. um, and try to take it back to do a better play, right, or to do a play differently, right, uh, which includes not untapping. Uh, and if you get three takesy backsies, you lose. So like if you I hate it, that if you play a combo wrong I and you're hate that. like, Oh wait, no no no, I could have done it this way, then like you can choose to take it, but you get to take it back to the honor. Um
0: Weird.
1: It's it's because that's it's so super, casual. It's super casual. Yeah. Like uh, we have done one tournament. We did a draft tournament. Right. Um, which I lost tragically. <laughs> um got some good cards though. That's the important part of a right. draft tournament. Um that's where I got the unpronounceable card.
0: Oh, really? Yeah yeah he's Omega's got this really long ass named card. It's like um, a, um it's a pretty good card. It's really beautiful, but it it's just like one big word that starts with a. yeah,
1: I'm sure if, I'm sure those of you who play magic would know would recognize the card when I say it, but uh, or when I uh, describe it. it when you play her, she's a legendary creature. When you play her, uh, she lets you search your deck for the underworld cookbook. Um, mm-hmm. I actually had to trade one of the other players for Underworld Cookbook because he grabbed it during the draft. And it was the only copy on the table.
2: Uh, so I had
1: to trade to get the other half of my combo. Um, but yeah, so we've only played the one tournament. And during that, we were a lot stricter. Right. But otherwise, we're fairly casual.
0: Yeah, I, it's the one rule that I'm not, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not. But you,
1: you, like you said you grew up playing that way because uh, your main teacher um, was a serious player. Yeah, He's a serious hardcore player. So he plays by all those rules. Yeah, like the w- the
0: one who's taught me how to play played in Wizard of the Coast, the actual building when it was a rundown building when it was just starting out, and it was kind of g- grungy and just start and just getting up off the ground. I mean, they have been a part of Wizard of the Coast, specifically Magic the Gathering, since it first started. They were a part of the first tournaments, um, with the the first releases. So, they they were very firm on teaching me how to play, mm. um, and so there. There are some etiquette rules that I do not let other people get away with, and that, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing in a game, then I make it a house rule. Everyone understands that if you do not untap before you draw, then you don't get to use anything. That's mm-hmm. it. Anything that's tapped, you cannot use, um, which has won me games and also lost me some games. I'm not the only one. Um, I, it's, I'm not perfect. you know. Sometimes I forget Absolutely. that, too. Um,
1: like I said, we play with taxi backseat counters, but several of us, myself included, Usually abide by our own set of that. Um, when I do a combo wrong, or if I summon something I didn't mean to summon, or I forget to untap, I will tell the table, "Well, I didn't mean to do that, but I'm not taking it back." They're like, "No, no, no, no. You can just take it. Takes it. No, I don't. I messed up my play. That's it. I, I janked it. That's done."
0: Yeah, uh, that's a that's another etiquette rule that I follow is if you play something that is impossible to play. So the other day, me and Omega, we were playing a game of Magic, mm. and I had an enchantment on the board that specifically stated that all abilities and spells could not be used against my creatures, no matter what. No no one's ability or spells could target any of my creatures, and Omega had won uh, a bunch of creatures that had abilities that would otherwise target my creatures, but Omega had played a spell specifically to... Um, to do something to one of my creatures. I believe what?
1: it was an enchantment aura to prevent you from attacking me. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. because it was a target, an aura, it's gonna it It's going to give a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, gave plus one, plus one, but prevented you from attacking me or my Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because it targeted you, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And I had already pay, played it, cast it, paid the mana, it was done.
0: Yep, and I, you were like, can't I just take it back? And I was like, no, no, you paid the mana, you know the rule, put it in your graveyard. And um, a lot of people, like, take me for a hard ass because I, I enforce those. But I also, I find the game to be less fun if you can't accept your mistakes. Mm. I find magic to be fun when I lose or if I win. Um, I take losses really well, especially if I lose in a really fun way. Um, Omega pulled a win out of fucking nowhere. I was going to destroy him with, like, 20 damage. He cleared the board and then murdered me. I was so pissed, <laughs> but I was so amazed that
1: I he had... I was proud as shit.
0: Yeah, that he had pulled it off. That and was
1: that was my Liliana combo, wasn't it?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Flipped Liliana on myself?
0: No, I think it was your bird boy, the owl. Brina? Yeah. You had... You basically board wiped the entire board except for um, oh, one no, 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 other no. card.
1: Uh, Magister. Yes, Magister. Magister that's what it was. Uh, when Magister of Worth enters the battlefield, uh, the so my, the deck I play prim- primarily is a politics deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it works best when there's more than uh, one opponent versus w- me. That yeah, way w- I pit them against each other, keep them away from me.
0: Yeah, but we were playing one-on-one.
1: Uh, which generally doesn't work out well, but in this case it did. Um, so Magister of Worth, when it comes onto the battlefield, uh, starting with myself and going around the table, each player votes for one of two things, condemnation or grace. Mm -hmm. Condemnation destroys all creatures except Magister of Worth and grace, um, uh, summons all creatures from the graveyards to the battlefield. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is, is if it's a tie, um, it goes to condemnation by default. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And there was only two of us. And there was
1: only two of us. So I voted condemnation. And that I way voted and Grace. no matter what she voted, even if she voted Grace, condemnation happened. Yep. Hence board wipe. And then I had a full-blown, uh, I think it's Magister's a uh, 4-4 four, four angel with flying.
0: Yep. Uh, and and d-
1: on the board ready to go. And I still had more cards in my hand to play.
0: Yep. And he, he came up for the win. Um, and I was appalled. I was so mad, but so impressed at the same time. It was such a good win. Um, and and I played some things wrong in that game and I just accepted it. Mm-hmm. And you played I think only one thing wrong in that game and you didn't take it back either. And I, that's what I love about Magic is if you play it the right way, if you, if you fuck up and you just accept the fuck up and let that card go into the graveyard, now you've changed the game. Now you have to start over. Now you need to re- reassess the situation. Forgive me for making the comparison, but it's like chess. It's a strategy game. Mm-hmm. If you mess up, you need to immediately reevaluate the situation and fix it yeah. or or change the plan or do something else. And that's what I love about Magic. Um, I used to play chess a lot too, but um, I was I was never any good at chess.
1: Oh, then we c- I was going to say if you were good at it, we can't play chess. But we can play chess if you're not good at it. Yeah. Only because uh, I suck too.
0: Yeah, I was the chess... <laughs> I was the chess team captain.
1: Okay, nope, take it back. Nope, nope.
0: And Mm -hmm. um, we competed a couple of times. I had a really, really heavy winning streak, and then I stopped having fun. Because chess, if you know the right moves to play, you can just use them over and over again if you're playing against people who don't know those moves. Um, So I would intentionally fuck up and just sabotage myself and still win and be pissed. So... I stopped having fun, so I stopped playing. Um, And I lost all my like my passion for chess because it just wasn't fun for me. And then I got into magic and I realized, oh boy, there are so many different combos, so many things I could do, and if I fuck up, I could lose, like Mm -hmm. I could actually lose. Um, which is what I loved about Magic. Magic was so fun because I could lose. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so entitled and arrogant, but it's so true. Like uh, it's
1: even, even if you build the perfect deck and play it to the absolute... Net epi- deck.
0: Which,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which does not exist, contrary to popular belief. A single one-shot win perfect deck does not necessarily exist. Mm-mm. But uh, even if you had the best deck you've ever built in your life and mm-hmm. a deck that had never lost no matter what. Right. If you get one bad draw, you're done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If Man- you
1: misplay one card, you're done.
0: Yep, mana draw, mana drought. You can still lose draw.
1: to even precons, although that's incredibly difficult.
0: Well, Um
1: yeah. <laughs> Pre-cons being uh, the pre-constructed decks that Wizards of the Coast puts out. They had some really good cards, and some of them are really good decks. Uh, my primary black and white uh, politics deck uh, is the precon from Strixhaven. It's called Silver Quill Statement. Although... Um, it's I upgraded now w-
0: i would say that if you do buy a pre-con deck you should always buy three of the same one and then modify it before you play it i know it sounds weird but trust me the one who taught me how to play told me that That's buy three three, three uh, of the same deck really yep three of the same and then because what they'll do is they'll put one rare in there two rares in there but if you have three of the same deck you have a bunch of copies so now you can take out that common that doesn't really do much and Mm. fill it in with that rare
1: oh okay okay so quick clarification yeah uh agreed because that makes sense however you guys play standard for the most part we do play standard for the most part we and this deck that i'm talking about and the magic group plays commander for the most part. Ah, uh, I so know. no no doubling up on things. So buying multiple decks doesn't help with multiple copies. But it's a good point for the standard decks. It's a fantastic point. I hadn't thought of that.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, another piece of etiquette, if you're playing commander, your life is at 40, and you can only take a certain amount of commander damage, which I believe is 20. 21. 21, perfect. If you take 21 commander damage, you lose the game regardless of what your health is at. Correct. You could be at, like, 70. But if you take 21 commander damage, you're done. Um, Which I found a lot of people didn't know when we were first playing in this community, Mm -hmm. which boggled my mind because they were all playing commander. (laughs) And none of them seemed to know that.
1: Um, Part of the problem with that is the fact that this community, like I said, usually plays in groups of four to six per game. Mm -hmm. um, And commander damage only counts per commander.
0: That's true. Um,
1: so if you play a commander, like if four people are playing commander mm-hmm. and all three of them do 19 damage to you with their commanders, right? then you're still in the game, even though you've taken a combined total of, I don't feel like doing math right now. Great. 57. Um, I did it while I was saying I didn't want to do it. That's fair. Um, so even though you've taken a combined total of 57 commander damage, mm-hmm. because not a single one of them has tipped over 21, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, so a lot of them didn't realize that because no one has ever won by that condition. It's it's.
0: I have absolutely won by that condition. Well, I mean, here
1: it's a rare <laughs> win condition. Right. A lot of the uh, players, especially some of the really, really good players, they win in two or three turns using infinite combos. Yep. They don't go for uh, commander yeah, damage, damage because it doesn't really matter to them. They've yep. got other things. Uh, some uh, One of the players uses uh, an Omnath combo where he gets Omnath up to like 400, 400 and then Jesus. just kills each player individually. Yep. And it's like, yes, Omneth is, is his commander, but it doesn't matter if it's commander damage or not because no one has 400 health. Right. Um except his wife who plays a life gain deck, which is stupid. <laughs> 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 I hate those decks. They play fantastically and I love those people, but the decks suck. Um in the best way possible.
0: <laughs> I so I um yeah, I do I do normally play standard. Um but yeah, a lot of people don't don't take that into Hmm. account also poison damage is a thing
1: i believe it's 10 poison counters right
0: 10 poison counters and you're done a lot Hmm. of people don't know that for standard too like again 10 and you're done regardless of how much health you have because
1: it's again because it's a lesser used wincon i
0: yeah it's true but it's still it's still very much a wincon it's etiquette it's 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 how that that's it's a ruling it's how it goes um Another thing of uh, etiquette that I saw some people didn't know in our community was you can only have seven cards in your hand. Yes. Unless you specifically have a card that yes. says otherwise. So I do have a card that says that you can, you can draw, um, you can take all of the cards in your graveyard, put them in your hand, and you have no max hand size for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So that means me specifically, I can have as many cards in my hand as I want. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can have as many as I want. Um, uh, RTF. Read the fucking card. RTFC. Fuck you.
1: There's another letter there. There is. Um, but, but no, you're absolutely right. Um, because uh, there's another card that does that. It uh, doesn't do your graveyard, but it no maximum hand size. There's mm-hmm. plenty of no maximum hand size. Yeah. Cards. But the one I'm thinking of is a reliquary tower. It's a land, mm-hmm. which gives you no maximum hand size just the other day i had to use uh i used an exile target permanent mm-hmm. to destroy reliquary tower because the per- the player who had it had like 20 cards in her hand and there was a- another card on someone else's field as i hit my microphone several times yikes um there was another card in play that every time you discarded a card it cost you life so Ooh, she had like 20 a, cards that's a good play and yeah. i was like no you don't get to keep no maximum hand size so then she had to discard all those cards i think she ended up gaining life somehow though because that's the life gain deck i don't like that deck
0: Yep. <laughs> i yeah i i saw a lot of new people who were starting to play would take eight nine cards and i'm sitting here like how many cards do you have in your hand oh. oh i've got like 10 great you're only supposed to have seven yeah. you need to discard three well, well, can I just take off this that's on the board? Can I Can I put, no, it needs to go in the graveyard.
1: Mm-hmm. Beginning you ha- of your end step, if you have more than seven cards, you have to discard down to seven.
0: Yeah. Um, and another etiquette rule that I. Which
1: is actually, uh, which tying into that, sorry. Huh, yeah, no, you. go um, ahead. Is another, another piece of etiquette um, to be aware of as a player and to not get frustrated over is when other people ask for a, a card check to check your hand mm-hmm. to see how many cards you have yeah um that gets asked at the table all the time just like how many cards cards in hand seven cool just double checking looked at you looked like you had eight you're good
0: yeah um this is um so we're a little bit tying into the um experienced players versus new players which i didn't quite want to do yet but we're gonna we're gonna dip our toes into it just for a second for me to say um that it is really hard for new players not to get frustrated, um, I've found, uh, because I, I want new players to learn, right? I don't, I don't want to let them get away with murder when they're playing with me. I'm okay to lose to a new player, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's better for new players to win a couple of times so that they feel um, that they're actually doing something, that they're gaining from it. Yeah. Um, but I don't want them to win by cheating. I think that doesn't help them. And I don't want to enforce bad habits because yeah. then they'll play that way with other people, you know? Um, and not
1: everyone will be forgiving about it.
0: And not everyone will be forgiving. Um, so I try really hard to be supportive and polite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so um, one one game comes to mind. I was playing with um, somebody from our community who was new. Um, and this particular person had tried to play a spell and they did not read the card at all and they did not understand what they were trying to do i was like you you can't play that it's my turn and that is an en- that's an enchantment you can't play mm. that on my turn but 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 no 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 you can play an instant on my turn that's totally fine do you have an instant you can play do you mind if i look at your hand let me help you mm. like i'm um and a lot of people like oh if you look at my hand you'll cheat like which is such a shame because I don't care about winning. You're new to the game. Yeah, me it's, defeating it's you coaching. gives me nothing. Yeah. Uh, I have no stakes in this race. You are new. Uh, you're not a threat to me.
1: It's a casual game. It's a casual
0: game. I could really care less. This isn't a tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting anything out of this. Just just trust me. I promise I'm trying to help you. Um, and that was a r- um, that, I think, is the biggest struggle between... New players versus old players is they assume that they have to guard their hand and their decisions, and they play blind, mm-hmm. which is so frustrating. Like, um, as a as somebody who's played for a while, like just let me see your hand. Just mm-hmm. let me help you. I promise I'm not going to screw you over. This really isn't a big deal to me. Just let me help. Um, so, tying into another etiquette. Um, House rules, knowing if it's a training game versus a casual game versus a serious game versus a tournament game, mm. right? So there are different levels to Magic the Gathering which most people don't even think about when they play. But it is really important, if you're a new player, then it's a training game for you. You are mm. learning. Don't worry about winning, don't uh, worry about losing.
1: A couple of the guys um, in our community have brought their kids with them mm-hmm. um, who they are teaching to play magic right so before the game even starts they check with us they're like hey is it okay if I coach him while he's playing mm-hmm. so it's like yes I'm a player at the table too but I'm going to be looking at his cards and advising him on how to play because he doesn't know what he's doing yeah and they check with us first and we're all like yeah absolutely of and course. we'll even help them like when he goes to play and he's like I think it does this we all pipe in with oh I know the ruling on that one yeah that's it or oh wait it actually does this or whatever we help because we know the kid doesn't know what he's doing. He's it's learning. Training We're
0: coaching. a game. Absolutely. Um, and
1: still, even in our casual games, like uh, two or three of the players that we have in our community mm-hmm. have been playing for a lot longer than most of us. Like I played 10 years ago, but I hadn't been playing regularly until I got here, which mm-hmm. was a couple months ago. Right. Um, so I know a lot, but I don't know everything. By far, do I not know everything. Right. Um, so there are people that know more. And even in the middle of the game, even though they're an opponent, it's not uncommon for one of us to go over to him and be like, does this card do what I think it does? because he knows, right? he knows more about the rules than I do. So it's like, can you just tell me real quick? Does this do what I think it does? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's the best kind of game is an open trusting training game where you can go to someone and say, is this how this works? Can I do this? Um, And I really wish a lot of more new players would be willing to do that because it's so helpful for them as they learn and grow rather than trying to just assume Mm. or tackle it on their own or just mess up plays and feel silly. You could just ask. Um, And then, of course, you have uh, casual games. Casual games where you have a very arguably firm grasp on the rules. Mm. That is the... If you don't uh, untap before you draw, then you don't get to use, use your stuff. I consider that to be a casual game mechanic um, versus serious game. If you play something wrong, it goes into the graveyard. Um, you take into account your poison counters, your commander damage, mm. um, keeping tallies of everything. Um, being and, and that I would say is um, a moderate to experienced players. And then, of course, tournament decks, which is experience and above, Uh, people who who do play Magic for um, a living or as a serious hobby.
1: Uh, One of the things uh, in that gap as well between casual and tournament comes Mm -hmm. uh, legality, Uh, because
0: that's what I meant by a serious game.
1: No, no card legality. Card legal. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Legal
0: versus the banned. Yeah, legal
1: versus banned cards. Sorry. because casual games is really down to everyone who's playing. Right, uh, right. Again, the community here, if we're not, we have laid it out since I somehow ended up in control, I guess. I don't know. I seem Great. to be in charge. Congratulations. Uh, yay. <laughs> well, um, I think it's because I have the keys to the venue, so I just kind of, by default. Um, but we, we've pretty strictly set it down that, like, if we're not in tournament, banned cards are allowed. Great. It's fine. We don't care. Uh, we do the same thing with proxies. If you own the card, but you have a proxy for that card, and you just don't want to have to buy 17,000 soul rings for all of your commander decks, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandable. But when it comes to a tournament, the legality changes. Right, It is tournament rules, so banned cards are banned. Like Emrakul is one of the ones that keeps coming up mm-hmm. because one of our players loves Emrakul and just got his Emrakul deck. And he's like, oh, I want to play it. Can I even play this? It's banned. And we're like, yeah, no, play it in casual. But in the tournament, no, you cannot use it. Right. Um, and that's like that's what it comes down to. And that that's very much at the... Uh, at the discretion of who you're playing with agreed because like we like i said we're a pretty chill community we don't really care um but there are some places that want to keep as close to tournament rules without being tournament rules as possible during our casual play
0: yeah yeah i I agree with that i think that's yeah um and some some full editions have been just completely banned Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that makes sense. And it's um, hard if
1: you're not, like, an avid tournament player. Like, I, I have never played, like, a quote-unquote professional tournament. i have mean I. <laughs> like, I've been in one draft tournament and a couple of, like, home tournaments. And mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's really all I've done. Um, so I've never played anything officially sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea that there are players out there who literally have to track the ban list. Mm-hmm. And that thing is huge.
0: Yeah, it's giant. It is massive. Yeah.
1: Um, but and
0: then they, you also, in a formal tournament, you have to write down your deck, mm-hmm. card for card, and if they find a card in your deck that isn't written down, you're automatically disqualified. So you have to be very, very careful about cataloging every single card that's in that deck, and and then printing it out so everyone can see it, so everyone knows what deck you're playing, which um, to avoid banned cards and cheating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, which can be a little difficult, but like, since I don't play that style, I'm probably playing several banned cards and not even realizing it. Because probably. Just, yeah, probably. Uh, my, my Brina deck, who needs a replacement, by the way? I got to find a new commander. I don't think Brina's doing it. Um, I'm fairly certain nothing in there is banned, um, but at the same time. Well,
0: considering th- it's so new.
1: Well the, pre- well, the pre-con part itself, none of that's banned, uh, but I have upgraded about a quarter of it. Oh,
0: that's right. You told um, me about that.
1: So a couple of those are
0: probably banned, maybe. maybe.
1: But I don't know, because there's a couple of them that like, every time I play them, I'm like, that seems way too good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know if it's banned.
1: Yeah, so. That
0: feels too
1: good. It feels too good. So I mean, I'd have to check, but like because I don't use it in a tournament setting, I have no reason to.
0: Right. I.
1: And, and I don't abuse it. And that's, that's, I think that's one of the keys, too, is no one in the community abuses that fact. Like, certain cards are banned because they're stupid. And their insta wins
0: well see and that's (laughs) that's why the one who taught me how to play magic hasn't been playing uh in the community is because most of their decks are um older decks Mm -hmm. and they are so power they have an all enchantment deck try to picture that and a deck that is only enchantments and it turns everything else on the board into enchantments
1: that's just mean
0: i mean Yeah, it's cruel and unusual punishment, but I love watching it pop off. It is the coolest deck I have ever seen. And they have land destruction, and they have spawn decks, and they have awful, awful elf decks, and terrible, um, what are they called? Not munchkins, um, like soldier decks. Oh, yeah. And just, they have a scarecrow deck that is just vicious and cruel and mean, they have been playing magic since it first started, so they have stupid decks yeah. that are worth way too much money, like easily more than a couple. Seriously, grand.
1: they need to come to the games so they can whoop up on some of these whippersnappers.
0: But that, but that's the that's the thing is is they well one they have like a two and a half hour drive. I but know. But also it it's that that thing of like should I play with these people because I'm only going to piss them off? And unfortunately, the person who taught me magic has had that experience where everyone doesn't want to play with mm. them anymore because their decks are mean. Yeah, I think the decks Which are is understandable. cool, right? Because as we've already talked about, I'm okay with losing. I find it fascinating to lose and then build a deck to try and destroy what has destroyed me. Mm. I find that fun. I like the challenge. Um it's why I stopped playing chess. I love the fact that
1: chess is very rigid in comparison. Yeah. It's it, not like I can options. no everything moves a certain way and that's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: every, I every every chess play has been played at this point.
0: Yeah. And I was so so proud when the one time that I defeated that enchantment deck. One time. I've only beaten it once. But when I did, it, it was scorched into my memory because it was a deck that I had built from scratch with janky, janky cheap cards. <laughs> and I was so proud of myself. Um, and it is really hard for them because a lot of people won't play with them. They'll play with them for a couple of times and continuously lose because these are really powerful decks that they have put a lot of time and money into and they really enjoy playing those decks because of the money and time that went into them, but nobody wants to play with them because they're so mean.
1: I will speak more to you about this huh. after the show. Fair. Um, however, uh, I do think they should give uh, this community a chance because we have off the top of my head three players who play that exact same style but a lot meaner. Um, well a lot, a meaner. not a lot, meaner because I haven't played this person, uh, and I'm scared too, and <laughs> utterly terrified too. Nah, it um, would be fun. But no, we have we have players who play with decks that are like two three turn wins just mm-hmm. because they can. Yep. Uh, and everybody hates when they play those decks, but it's a fun hate. Yeah, so exactly. So I, I think they'll be fine. But again, I'll talk more about that later. Me um, too. Continue um, etiquette.
0: Etiquette. Um, Also, um, so something that you, Omega, do that I have never seen until I started playing with you is the knocking to pass turn.
1: Yes. It's something I picked up when I was taught how to play 10 years ago. Uh, I was in a boarding school at the time, and the instructors there uh, introduced all of us to magic. Mm -hmm. And the way they taught us to end your turn was to knock on the table. Um, And that was just how I learned how to do it.
0: Yeah, I've never, I have never seen that anywhere else except with you, mm-hmm. and I...
1: Yeah, everyone here passes turn by saying pass turn. Exactly. You included.
0: Yeah, I do it's it too. I I abs-
1: so I've started doing it now, or like I point at the person as well to make sure that they know, go.
0: Um, I I do actually like the knocking, but it's so, I pass turn is so second nature to mm-hmm. me because I'm used to vocalizing. Not only that I'm passing turn, never mind, that's another etiquette thing. But I'm used to saying "past turn." I'm not used to knocking to non-verbally communicate that my mm-hmm. turn is over. But I do actually like that, and I do want to start com- trying to get into it. Uh, I think
1: part of the reason I don't know, and and again, correct me if I'm wrong, audience. Um, I haven't played with all that many people. Right. Um, I've only ever played in small communities. This here is the largest community I've played with. Really? Yes. Um, and this community is not larger than like 15 people that we see regularly
0: no it is not (laughs) so this
1: i don't generally play with a lot of people right um i don't go to card shops and go to tournaments which i really would like to but i haven't previously and Mm -hmm. right now everything is not working yeah so i can't um so i don't have a lot of experience with other players outside of my general communities right um so it's entirely possible that the way i was taught to tap the table like that was a insular thing like they may have just done that because we were all kids who were loud as shit and they wanted to keep us quiet fair like I don't know That's just how I was taught I think I know at least one other person who does it so I don't think that's what it was but who knows like
0: the only time that I've ever heard somebody tap on the table was for blackjack
1: oh, and that checking. was yeah,
0: yeah d- gambling yeah. to get another card
1: poker in general because you do that when you're checking at a uh, Texas Hold'em as well
0: Yep, that's that's oh, yeah. the only time I've heard people or to tap on the the bar to get another drink. Mm. I know I shouldn't make that reference because I've never been to a bar, but that's where I know it from.
1: No one does that, Z. That's oh. movies.
0: Oh. Okay, movies. Cuz
1: if you tap it, if it's not a bar that you've been to like 25 times, right. When you tap on the bar, they just turn and look at you like, "What? What do you want?"
0: Ah, it's I It's just see. to get their attention. Oh, okay.
1: And even then it doesn't really work cuz usually bars are packed. Oops. Or at least the right bars are usually packed. Okay. So you got to be like, dude, 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 dude. Hey, beer. Thank you.
0: Please. Thanks. No, I've, ne- I, yeah, I've never been to a bar. I mean, it, bar, you so could I probably get know. away
1: with it because they like serving pretty girls very fast. Yay. Uh, guys, <laughs> not so much.
0: What, uh, well, I, I feel like it depends on the bar.
1: That's true. The gay bar was a lot faster. Mm-hmm. We were also on a crawl, though. So, like. What? Pub crawl. Oh, we were, we were doing a bar crawl. Yep, yep. I'm not tracking. Um, I just didn't. So, like all the, all the bars that we went to, were specially prepared beforehand
0: to serve to you. serve
1: the people coming from the crawl.
0: That that's fair. So
1: that I don't know if that was just well timed or if it's because I'm gorgeous.
0: A little bit of both.
1: I'll take that.
0: Fair. Um, okay. On topic though. <laughs> yeah, a uh, little slightly off topic. Um, the next etiquette is when I'm playing with people who are either more experienced than me or less experienced. So when I'm playing with somebody who's about the same level as me, I consider you to be the same level as me. Thank you. Um, but when I'm playing with somebody who is either way more experienced than me or way less experienced than me, I usually speak what I'm doing. It's an etiquette rule that I was taught when I was playing with the person who was teaching me because they... I was doing some wacky, wacky stuff, mm-hmm. and they were not tracking with what I was doing because I was ch- cheating, basically.
1: They also play with foreign cards, yes. with non-language cards, so they probably explained everything.
0: Yeah, and I, and I didn't know. It wasn't on purpose. I wasn't cheating on purpose. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know how to play. Yeah. Um, and so they had me start speaking out loud what I was doing, um, and that's how I, how I learned, like, the stack, Mm-hmm. Um, how the stack resolves. If I'm playing a creature, you can put on the stack a counter that resolves before the creature hits yep. the the board. So um, I had to learn the hard way um, about stuff like that by verbally talking. And I really, <laughs> etiquette, I really think that new players should do that. I also think that if it's a really, if it's a veteran player, Who's playing with new people, I believe they should do that too.
1: Absolutely. Um one of our guys, one of our more experienced guys, uh, probably the most regular person there besides me, mm-hmm. um, he explains every card that he plays. If like if anybody at the table looks confused, he explains the card. Great. Um and we have a fairly open table policy. Mm-hmm. Um it's not it's it's kind of an unspoken thing, but like if at any point someone is confused about your card, they can either ask you to explain or be like, Hey, can I see that real quick? J- and then read it. Like we're pretty open about that kind of thing. Right. Um, But you're absolutely right, making sure, not necessarily from a cheating perspective, but from a making sure everyone at the table understands what's happening. Yeah. Because there are times when someone plays a card and everyone at the table knows what that card is and does. Mm -hmm. If you play murder, everyone knows what you're doing. (laughs) If you play Path to Exile, most people know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't because I have the really pretty version that doesn't say it on the bottom, so I have to pull (laughs) it up on my phone every time because I forget what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) I actually bought when I bought the so Path to Exile was one of the upgrades I bought for my uh, my Brina deck, mm-hmm. um, and when I bought it, I intentionally bought a second Path to Exile that was a lot less pretty, just right. so I had a card that said the words on it, so I knew what it was. Um, but yeah, so like if you play certain cards, most everyone understands what's happening. Everyone knows what a, um, what a Soul Ring does. Everyone knows what Arcane Signet does. Right. Uh, th- several of those other mana rocks, all of your lands for the most part, a lot of people are going to recognize them when you play them. Yep. Um, so monstrous
0: uh, growth, etc. Cetera, et
1: cetera. Yeah, god of orchard, whatever. So a lot of a lot of cards are very common, and you'll you'll see them, and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool, I know what's happening. Right. So no one bothers to explain or ask about them, but right. if you play a card that like you're like, all right, this does some weird shit. It does this, 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 and this. Does anybody feel like countering it? Like you explain your cards so that everybody at the table knows what's going on. Right. Um, especially from veterans to younger players.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, because. They play, on the whole, or a lot of them do at least, play combos that those of us who haven't been playing that long have never heard of. Yeah. And then they'll play it, and they'll be like, I'm playing this with this with this. And, like, the other veteran at the table is like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you had that combo. And I'm like, I don't know what just happened.
0: What? What?
1: <laughs> did, did I lose? Am I dead? Can I go home? Um. Exactly. So it's, it's hard to keep track of things if no one's explaining.
0: Yeah. I... <laughs> I really think that uh, people who are playing with new people or with extreme veterans, there should be constant talking of Mm -hmm. I'm going to untap, I'm going to draw, this is the card I'm playing, and I think you've noticed I've done that Mm -hmm. when I'm playing against other people who I believe don't know my play, Mm -hmm. don't know my deck, don't know what I'm doing, or aren't experienced. I will say I'm untapping, I'm drawing, I'm going to play a land. I'm going to tap this many. I'm going to play this for this. Mm. This is how it affects the board. Um,
1: and you'll see a lot of that, um, again, my own personal experience with casual groups. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will do a modicum of that. Right. Um, but they won't full out explain. That's fair. Unless asked. Because, um, like, I, I do it too. Uh, my deck, my politics deck is specifically a kingmaker deck. So it involves the monarch.
0: Fucking monarch.
1: And all right, hate um, that. <laughs> so it involves the monarch very heavily. Um, so I've got a lot of cards in there that make me the monarch or do something for me if I'm the monarch or right. both. Um, so every time my turn is coming to an end, I sp- I don't just pass my turn. I specifically say entering my end phase, draw for monarch and turn. Right. I specify that I'm going into the phase wherein monarch allows me to draw. That mm-hmm. I'm doing that, and then that I'm passing my turn, so that everyone at the table knows. Okay, you just drew another card do I have something on the field that does a draw effect? Or do I need to counter something? Or any of that kind of stuff. I give I, the people the opportunity to understand what's happening. Um, so yeah, I, I agree that uh, talking out your plays is important.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, my, other, my other etiquette thing is being open with your life. Um, I don't know where some of these new, they, sorry, this comes out immediately accusatory. I am so sorry. Um, there are new players that I have seen, that for some reason hide their health.
1: Oh, you mean being? Um, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood where you were going with that. You mean not? You mean showing your health total? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I yeah, yeah, leave yeah. my health dice always to the right upper corner of mm-hmm. my play mat, or the left upper corner of my play mat, closest to my opponent, so they can see my health um, at all times, and I I have always considered that to be etiquette, to be just part of what we're doing. You can can just see my health and you know where I'm at and I know where you're at um, because that changes how you play. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have always considered that to be basic knowledge. Um, I don't know if that's how they do it in tournaments, so I can't say anything for that.
1: Uh, In tournaments, to my understanding, they usually have, um, you know, chesses have... Chess tournaments have the clock.
0: I'm very aware, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like that except your life counters. It's what the the program I used when we were playing. um, It's those same sort of things. It has a tournament set up on it where it literally shows your life total. And when you lose life, you reach over and tap it until you're at your life total. So both players can see both life's uh, counters, uh, commander damage. They can see all that on one screen.
0: And I've I've noticed um, that some of the new players do not like sharing their life total, which... Yeah, and that really confuses me. Yeah, I haven't seen um, that because,
1: cause like I said, we use that as well. Yeah, so
0: like well, I had to, I had to. So I, I was playing a couple of uh, new players um, before I took my break. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing a couple of people, and I was like, "What? What is your life?" Oh, well, it's, it's, it's. And I was like, "No, tell me what your life is. I need to know. Yeah. It is important. It's, it's well, not a it's fact. this." well why is your life counter hidden behind your elbow come bring it out let me see it my life counter's right here i'm not gonna cheat i can't cheat it's just your life mm-hmm. Ch- show me what your life is i don't know for me that was just like a common courtesy etiquette yeah, thing is, so i could that is play. weird it was super that. weird because
1: like, uh, like this with this group we, so use, we use the program so like it's in the middle of the t- it's on someone's phone it's in the yeah. middle of the table mm-hmm. everyone can see everyone's lives yeah and generally speaking there's constant discourse around the table of who just took damage even if we're talking about a completely different subject if something starts happening and they're like oh dude you just took one damage say what oh okay cool and they reach over and do their damage and move on like it's i don't i've never heard of anyone hiding that that seems right it's weird what that is
0: right it feels weird it feels weird it feels wrong um so common etiquette for new players keep your life visible um because it makes anybody else who's playing with you feel uncomfortable like why won't you show me your health yeah. what are you hiding even if you're not doing anything weird um just the fact that you're hiding your life is weird um and the other thing that i've noticed is um people losing um so there is an etiquette form called scooping yes um and i and some people don't play that way. Some people don't allow. Let me correct. Some people don't like mm-hmm. when others scoop. And for those who are listening, scooping means that you you basically give up. You notice that you will either that you're not going to win. You aren't technically losing, which is why not a lot of people like scoop. Um, scooping is just forfeiting or coming to a draw. Uh,
1: for those of you who might play MTG Arena as opposed to. Uh, Physical uh, scoop would be equivalent to conceding. You concede the loss and you call it instead of playing the game out.
0: Right, um, and a lot of people don't like that. I've I've found mm-hmm. um, me. I'm okay with scoop. If like so, the person who I was playing with, who I was learning with, usually I would just let them beat me because I want to see how it plays out. Yep. I want to know how I'm losing. Um, But sometimes if I'm playing the same deck over and over again, I already know the win condition, so I already know that I'm going to lose after the game hits a certain point. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't want to go through the loss, so I'll just scoop, like whatever I scoop. Um, Me and Omega was playing a game the other day, and I was having the worst mana draft, and I had shuffled this deck three or four times or more, and I could not, for the life of me... Get any mana until turn five or six multiple times. Yep. I had Mulliganed a few times. I had like five card. It, I just it wasn't working, and I was getting visibly frustrated. I was getting really irritated because I had been shuffling over and over and over again. I had done sprawled out way random shuffle. I had done uh, the um, the like card placement shuffle bridge shuffle I mean I've done so many different ways to shuffle that stupid deck and I couldn't get any mana
1: yeah I watched you you shuffled it a few times put it back and then drew and you would draw seven to see what your starting hand would have been Mm -hmm. no land or like one land and then you would go through until you found the next land and it was like five six seven draws later it was like what
0: and then at that point I would have lost the game and so I got a a hand that was close enough to good, played it with you. And then I got to a point where we were at turn six, and I was like, if I don't get land in the next three turns, I'm scooping.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Three turns later, I didn't get any land. Drew, it was going to be four turns before I got land. And it was just like, no, I can't win, and and I'm frustrated, and and it's not fun, so I scoop. Um,
1: And before we continue, just for anyone who plays Magic and might be uh, thinking of commenting harsh things like, oh, you just need to fix your deck. I've seen her deck. It's actually really well balanced and put together with the lands. Mm-hmm. The problem was just bad draws that day. She just really was not drawing the cards she needed.
0: Yeah. No, my, my, my deck has whooped his ass multiple times. No yes. offense. No, absolutely. It's a, it's it a, it's a good deck. I've, I have spent a lot of time on it. It's, um, it's my, uh, was it my Daragos deck? Daragos, yep. Was it my Daragos deck? Or was is it
1: Daragoz on the Yellow Sleeves?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It yellow Sleeves. Yeah, so it was my Dargaz deck. My, um, th- my Dargaz deck was actually gifted to me by the one who was teaching me magic. Um, so I didn't even build that deck, but it is absolutely a tournament-worthy deck. Mm-hmm. It is a very good deck. It can win on turn four.
1: And that just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, in that sometimes, even with the best deck possible, your draws just don't pan out. Mm-hmm. And that was just a really bad day. On draws for that one
0: yeah way. I don't know why that deck would not work with me I was so frustrated because I know Doragaz is a good deck and you were playing your new mm-hmm. updated um, commander deck and I really wanted to give you a challenge mm-hmm. I wanted to play against that deck and really give it a run for its money and I could not get any land I was so frustrated yeah. so I just kept scooping yeah. um, until we just went to standard um,
1: for which I still need to build a deck instead of borrowing yours
0: yeah, everyone Everyone borrows my decks for standard, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. Nobody
1: here plays standard. We all play commander.
0: Yeah, well, it, get standard. Get good. Well,
1: okay, I have to catalog my cards, and well, you can help me catalog my cards, and then you can help me build a deck.
0: How about we just build a deck first and catalog as we go? W- you just pick one w- random rare that's kind of shitty, and then break it. Problem solved. Good deck. Bam. Stop
1: logicking. Easy peasy. C- sh- continue with
0: the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I I don't know. I I really think that uh, scooping is a good etiquette to keep. If uh, if someone's not having fun, let them scoop.
1: I agree. I agree that scooping is uh, a valid exit strategy on the game. It's still to me. It still counts as a loss, uh, regardless of whether they think they technically didn't lose. Yeah, it's a loss fine. Um, because it's a forfeit. It's a, It's an I quit. Right. Um. I get annoyed sometimes when people scoop.
0: That's fair. But
1: it's not because they gave up,
0: per se. It's more like you didn't get to play what you wanted.
1: Yeah, or the one that really annoys me is when we're playing with four or five people Mm -hmm. and someone gets to the point where they scoop, but like my combo is half reliant on what they're doing, Mm -hmm. or like they have cards in play from me, or like I have their cards in play. And because they scoop, all of their cards are removed from the game. Yep. Including the ones I'm using. Yep. So it's like uh, I needed what do you okay and it ruins my plan because they decided to scoop. And I get that. I don't I don't ever get mad at them. It just kind of annoys me. It's like shit, no, I got to do something else.
0: Yep. Absolutely. But I, I still think it's it's a valid and worthy Definitely. etiquette to follow because I know some people don't don't allow scoops. They're like, "No, you can't just quit. We have to finish the game." My
1: only caveat is if you're scooping too quickly and because like you think you're going to lose.
0: That's fair. Like, if
1: you're just like, oh, nope, this isn't going very well, scoop, by. Like, no. I At least get to the point where you're like, no, I'm definitely losing this game.
0: Yeah, I, do, I personally don't do that. I personally wait until, like, one, like, we had played six turns in before. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have three turns, and then I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm getting frustrated, I'm not having fun, and if it's not happening in three turns, it's, it's not going to happen fast enough. Um, and I'm very... I am going to sound arrogant. I try to play very logically, where I try to think three or four steps ahead because I have to based off the person who taught me how to Mm -hmm. play. Um, And plus that chess thing comes into mind. It's just the mindset of how I play. Um, And now we're breaching into the, the, the gap between experienced players versus new. I will think three or four steps ahead a new player and be dancing circles around them. And that can be really frustrating for a new player. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to, but that's how I play. That's how I was taught. Um, So I can come off really cruel. So when me and Omega were first playing Magic together, I was absolutely crushing the game. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad because I wasn't trying to. I was seeing three or four steps ahead, and Omega would every once in a while like, random card that makes me win, haha. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. But for the majority of the time, I was winning.
1: Yeah, because my play style is not anything special. Um, it's
0: learn the cards as you go. It, honestly. Yeah, especially
1: because I was playing, I think at, at that point, I was playing with one of your decks. I think I was using Soren. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way I tripped Soren,
0: you, and you a pre-built.
1: Yeah, and when Brina was still a pre-con. Yep. Um, and the only way I can trip you up is because I I am not afraid to play cards in strange ways. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned it earlier, but the way that I almost... I don't think I actually won, like, now that I think about it. The way I almost won was by using Leliana on myself mm-hmm. in order to discard a card, draw a card. And I had already scryed, so I knew what that card was, and it was mm-hmm. a card I was ready to play. Like, I had a combo set up based on a targeting myself with a negative ability, which a lot of people are afraid to do, Right. Um so it was a slightly, it, I mean, it wasn't like a super clever alteration of card no. effect, but it was it was a slightly off-the-wall way to play that not Wait, everyone it does. It is
0: not what most people would consider um, normal. And that was the only
1: way I, I managed to trip you up for a second because you were like, oh, shit, you used it on yourself? That's weird. Uh, and then you saw the combo come out, and you were like, oh, okay, cool, I got it.
0: Got it, But yep. you
1: didn't know that that's the combo I was going for until I had initiated it, and that was mm-hmm. the only way I managed to get past you on that. Right. Um, otherwise, you were ahead of me because, one, you knew the Sorin deck back to front. That's your deck. Yeah. Um, and two, when the pre-con came out, one, it's not made for one-on-one combo. uh, Yeah, well, and also
0: I, I Um, had seen that deck before, so I knew it was going to do for the most part. And in
1: general, you may not have like the most encyclopedic card knowledge, like you may not know every card. No. But you do know in general, like what effects lead into what things because of the way you've learned. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so you. I had a crash course. (laughs) Yeah. So you you have all this almost instinctive really knowledge of how a turn is going to turn out. Once, something, once a combo starts to fall apart, you're like, okay, cool. I know what's going on right now. Right. Uh, and that gives you the ability to look ahead and be like, all right, so he's going for this.
0: And I need to find a way to stop it, or I need to understand what's going to happen and how it's going to play out. Yeah. So I can usually understand five turns ahead whether or not I'm going to win the game. But I won't usually scoop. I'll usually let it play out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be really frustrating for new players because... Um, a new player won't realize that they're, they've are they lost, um, and I will start, and it's a bad habit, and I'm working to get over it, but I, if I'm playing with somebody who's n- new, I will start telling them what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on gotta,
1: it. We're going to work on that one, Z.
0: Yeah. But just, it, it's because I
1: know. I'll just stand behind you and cover your mouth. Like, no.
0: I was just like, okay, you're going to play a land, but no matter what you do, even if you try to attack, I'm going to block with these, you can't do anything, then it'll be my turn, I'm going to untap, I'm going to play a land, I'm going to play this card, I'm going to attack, you don't have enough blockers because I have menace, I'm going to deal this much damage to you, you're going to play another turn, you're going to try and do this, I know that your deck has the possibility of doing this, but I know you don't have the the resources to pull it off, so you're going to attempt to attack me again, it's not going to do anything, like... I will have the whole game in my mm. head. I can see it. And so I will start telling them what's going to happen. And once we're three turns in, I'll just look at them and say, You've lost.
1: Because, yeah.
0: And then, then they'll, they'll be confused. They're like, I have 15 life. And I'm like, No, you've He's lost. You're going to lose. Let me tell you why you've lost. And then they get frustrated, yeah. which is fair. Totally fair. I need to, tol- I need to break out of that habit. Mm. It's a bad habit, but I have it. Because the one who taught me, also does that because
1: that's how he taught you
0: that's how he taught me mm. he'll just look at me and go babe you've lost you're, you're done you, mm. you've lost and i'll be really confused and i'm like no 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 no! i can still do it i can still do it no i can't yes. i've lost five turns ago and he's just kept his mouth shut until this point mm. because i'm at the point of no return like i lost five turns ago but now i really have lost yeah. there is no hope um and so i do that with new players or even with you sometimes I've done it Mm -hmm. um, and it's not good. I'm not saying that it's a good habit and I am trying to actively break out of that habit because it's not uh, player friendly. Not a lot of people like playing with me because of that. Uh, But it is is something I do where I, if I know that you have lost, I will tell you that you have lost and I will point out exactly why you have lost. Mm -hmm. Same thing that if I've lost, I will point out why I've lost. Um, especially with you, um, you've gotten uh, you've gotten really. Some of your decks are really good now. Um, one one of my decks. One of your decks it's is good enough to beat me. That's, and that's so when your deck was going to beat me, I paused and I went, "I lost." And you were like, "What?" And I remember I was like, "Well, look, when you do this, and then my c- I can do this. Even if I do this, mm. no matter what, I can't I can't outdo it. You're done." I'm, I'm done. I've lost.
1: Which was like what I was going to do anyway, but the fact that you stopped in the middle of the turn, I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Like and I, then you I know that, but... Uh, but why are stopping? we stopping?
0: Exactly. Yeah, it just
1: kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, absolutely. It can be
0: frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm trying to work out of, out of it, but it's it's definitely a flaw of mine mm-hmm. is I am thinking so far into the game that I'm not paying attention to the present. So when I stop someone and start telling them, what's going to happen and they're like well yeah I was going to do that but also fuck you yeah because I was going to do that and you've kind of ruined it
1: yeah it it can it can be hard to and I I don't say this in in I'm trying not to say this in a mean way Mm -hmm. um you are an incredibly smart woman um and it can (laughs) be difficult when you know all these things Mm -hmm. to not explain that yeah um because I know when I was younger, I used to do that all the time, too. Like, even if I wasn't right, if I thought I knew what was happening, mm-hmm. I would try to explain it to everyone because I was like, dude, look, I know this. It's cool. I got it. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, you just want to explain so everyone else understands. Yeah. But that can come across really wrong.
0: Yeah. It can come off as arrogant, as snarky um disrespectful mm. et etc cetera, et cetera. but really it's just like this is super cool i know what's happening mm. let me tell you what's happening because i can see it in my head and i yeah. want to share with you um but he doesn't come off that no, way no not usually no. uh especially because i have bad delivery i know i sound so amazing and sweet on the podcast but <laughs> i have really bad delivery um Part so of that's because you
1: get into the game a lot. You, yeah, you yeah. really are passionate about the game. And that's yeah, and also I like over. to play
0: mind tricks when I play the game because I know part of the game, same thing with chess. Part of the game is in the head. Mm-hmm. So if you can f- mess with your opponent's mind mm-hmm. and their confidence, you can usually win even if you aren't playing well. Yeah.
1: I will say to casual players especially mm-hmm. and casual groups, do make sure that the people you're playing with, especially if you're playing casually,
2: yeah,
1: are okay with that. Like, don't. I'm not saying like you have to have like a whole full blown conversation about it. Uh, not for Magic, at least, but like, don't just start throwing around head games with. Well, I people try that not you. to. Yeah, yeah, no, I know I you don't. don't. I'm not, this isn't this isn't directed at you. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, I you're, thought you were calling me this out is, on no, the floor no, no, right no, now. No, 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 no. It's like, hmm. um, <laughs> th- but don't just like start throwing around head games with people that like you're supposed to be friends with after the game is over. Yeah, I agree. Um, always play to the uh, atmosphere, I guess. Agreed. Uh, play, play with the group that you're playing with. Like the group that we have, I won one game and lost another because of one very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And that was us talking about our cards mm-hmm. pretty openly when it got to the point where it was obvious what was happening. Um, the Omnath deck that I mentioned earlier was on the table mm-hmm. and I was, it was going to win. Like he had, uh, Omnath being buffed by like 80 something mana right. every single time anyone ended their turn. Right. So as it went around the table, he was gaining like 200 mana or more, uh, per turn. So it was like, all right, well, he's going to win this. But in my hand I had Ink Shield, which is a card that takes all your, the damage that you receive mm-hmm. and turns it into uh, token creature's for each singular point of damage. Right. I also had on the field a card that can grant double strike to a creature. So I was like, dude, 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 dude. Hit me, dude, hit me, hit me, dude, come on, hit me. And I had nothing else on the field, so he was like, why? I was like, look, 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 hit me, hit me, it'll be funny, hit me. And it was the guy before me's turn. Right. So there was still his turn, my turn, and then three other players before it got back around him to attack. Right. And the guy directly after me Played a card that let him look at my hand and remove cards.
0: No. And he doubled it. No, no, no. He
1: doubled it. He doubled it? So he got to, he copied it. Oh, okay. So he got to do that twice. Right. He removed two cards from my hand, neither of which were ink shield, because he also was like, oh, this is going to be funny. Like, we knew the game was over. We knew the other guy was going to win. Right. And we were running out of time anyway, and it was like, all right, we just kind of want to see this happen now. So it passed all the way back around the table because they knew what I was going to do. So he attacked me. I played that. I attacked everybody with inklings and game over. Like I only won because we were like, dude, check this shit out. Right. Uh, and then I lost another game because of the same thing. Right. I, I think I told you about this one already. Mm. I opened up one player. There were three l- players left at the table. We started with five. I knocked oh, two of yep. them out. There mm-hmm. were three of us left. It was a really, it would have been a really long, drawn out game between me and one other, with the third player uh, interrupting every now and then. But he really wasn't doing very well. Right. Um. So I had opened his defenses, and then passed turn to the next guy, and he could have and should have, and usually would have, wiped him out. Right. Um, but the third player drew his card and showed it to him. He's like, dude, look, um, he didn't actually pay attention. He has no idea what that card was. Right. Which was the funny thing. Um, but he decided, no, I'll give him a chance. Uh, so he didn't attack, passed the turn, and the card that the guy drew was the card that made me draw uh, equivalent to how much life I had.
0: Right. And then you uh, at, were knocked
1: at out. At which point I had 60 life.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and then he also had cards on the field that every life I drew, every card I drew lost a life. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, well, I just drew myself to death. It was like, all right, I should have won that game in the long haul. Um, or it likely would have been me winning to the game in the long haul. Um, but the other guy had a couple of things that probably could have screwed me over. if I wasn't careful, but like, because of the way things worked out and because we were playing a casual game and we were having fun, I ended up losing and I didn't get mad. I didn't get pissed. I didn't flip tables. I didn't throw my cards. I shook hands with both of those dudes, told them they're assholes, and we played again. Like
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way to do it. Um, and final etiquette yes. is being able to play again. Being able to shake hands at the end of the game and play again. Absolutely. Um. I don't think you should play Magic if you can't handle losing. I really don't. Definitely. I... Uh, same thing like you shouldn't play chess if you can't handle losing you shouldn't play any game if you can't handle losing Um, and a lot of people don't follow that advice a lot of people rage quit a lot of people scream and yell and break shit and get angry and you cannot do that when you're playing a fucking game it's a game because it is
1: just a game now I can understand a little bit when it comes to like The big tournaments, like big prizes online, a little bit. But at the same time, like, you have to go into that knowing you're going to lose. Of
0: course. One person walks away the winner. Of course. It's
1: not going to be you every time.
0: No, 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 it's not. Um, And I really and truly believe that you should just be able to lose and accept Mm -hmm. it and shake hands with the bigger man who happened to win that day because of draw, luck, or skill.
1: Tell him you'll kick his ass tomorrow
0: and that you'll kick his ass tomorrow. Exactly. Um, and that is the biggest etiquette rule that I could possibly pass down to anybody. Mm-hmm. Take your wins. Um, I have a family member um, who cannot handle losing. Can't. Um, they take it so badly um, and they, it, they genuinely get their feelings hurt and they really like get down on themselves about it and it makes it not fun. Nobody wants to play with this person anymore because they cannot handle losing
1: and to clarify it's as much about especially in your case with a family member it's as much about it doesn't feel good for you to hurt them either
0: no it sucks that's why uh, that's why we don't want to play with this person is because it sucks to watch them get upset and their feelings to get hurt and for them to get down on themselves because it's not what I want when I'm playing a game I want to have fun that's what I want I want to lose or I want to win and I want to watch the game go out I want to test my skills and my mind against somebody else I want to test my strategy and my cards I want to have fun and I cannot have fun with someone who is having an emotional breakdown mm. over it or being super upset about it it, it makes it not fun for me makes it not fun for them. I feel guilty and bad for having them lose. But if they win, then they rub it in, their f- in, my, in mine and everybody else's mm-hmm. face and are really arrogant about it, which also makes it not fun. Be a good loser. Be a good winner. Take both humbly and with pride. Mm-hmm. You can lose with pride. You can go out good. That's, mm-hmm. You can do that. Even if you lose by a really stupid way. You can make it a proud loss by standing up, shaking the hand, and going for another round. Yeah. You can, people will respect you for that. But if you lose your mind and you talk shit, mm-hmm. no one is going to want to play with you.
1: Yeah, and if you play as part of a community, there will come a time when people will be done with your shit.
0: Absolutely.
1: Like they may not actively kick you out but you'll start getting invited to things Mm -hmm. or when people sit down and start playing with people they'll be like oh no we're just going to do a four-man group and we already started sorry man you'll have to go play with them and you'll just get bounced around because no one wants to play with you anymore absolutely and that sucks and i'm sorry if that happens to you but it's mostly your own fault at that point
0: yeah and you'll know if it's happening because no one will want to play with Mm -hmm. you and then you'll have to self-evaluate and change the way that you're winning and losing
1: we joke with uh with our group we joke a lot about two players in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, not wanting to play with them. But that's because they're very good and they can wipe the floor with you in seconds if they're not careful. Mm -hmm. They have to literally pull punches sometimes. Yep. Um, So we joke about that, like, no, 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 you guys have to play him, no, no, he's not sitting over here. Uh, Like we joke about that, but both of them are very well aware of the fact that there are no hard feelings. Right. um, Because everyone still accepts them in the game no matter what. Exactly. If there's only one spot at one table, no one's going to turn them away. Of course. So, yeah, um, yeah. because of that same thing. Like, one of them can be a dick when he wins, but he's also doing it in good fun.
0: Right. And he's and never the, mean about it. But that's the point. That's the etiquette. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes in. Um, and to tie this episode off, because I do think we're almost hitting we our are, time. Correct. Um, experienced players take care of the new people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say newbie because it feels derogatory, but, like, take care of the new people. Noobs. Noobs. It is up to you to continue the life of MTG, Mm -hmm. right? If you're an asshole and you're a prick, no one is going to want to play the game.
1: Yeah, and you'll scare off potential...
0: Absolutely. I have seen people who have been excited, started playing, started collecting and then completely drop the game because of one Mm -hmm. bad experience, because that's all it takes. It just takes one bad experience. That's all it is. And you know what? It's I really and truly believe those who who are who are veterans. You guys are the ones who pave the way for the new people. The new people are the future, but you are the one who paves it. If you are no fun to play with, then no one is going to play. Um, and likewise, if if you're super fun to play with, everyone will want to join in. Um, and that's really important when you're trying to build a community mm-hmm. for Magic the Gathering. I really and truly believe it. Regardless of etiquette, if you are fun to play with, if you can take things light and jovial and casual, then you will get players who are interested in increasing the play
1: and in conclusion we only have one thing to say about that and that's be kind to each other
0: absolutely
1: enjoy the game have fun share how fun it can be with anyone who is interested
0: absolutely be open
1: and that's all we have time for today guys
0: okay um (laughs) i hate that
1: (laughs) it's gonna sound great though
0: um hey discord Take a look at our Discord, it's on the Patreon, it's on our Twitch, and it's on Twitter. Make sure you take a peek, join the community, start a conversation. We're here with you, for you. Um, Be kind to each other, and, and let's... Let's let's build what we've got going on here. Patreon has new merch, and we're also getting a new line coming up. We've got movie nights scheduled, as well as a Christmas event, a special one-shot for Christmas with spe- special character art that will be offered um, to um, in, a, in, in an exclusive Christmas package, which we will have available only. Until the end of January folks, make sure you get your Christmas stuff before Christmas is here. We also have a New Year's line that will be out and about. ooh! So make sure you take a peek at that. Um, And we will be streaming live for our live talk shows while gaming and while not gaming. So take a peek and join us. Omega, you got anything?
1: No, I think you covered everything. I'm good.
0: Peachy keen. All right. Bye. 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 Later.